Okay, let's uh, get into this fortnight's edition of Pharmacy Moments, and we welcome Chris Walpole from Queenstown Medical Union Pharmacy. G'day, mate. How are you going? How you going there, Scurvo? Pretty good for a Wednesday. Yourself? Good, mate. Yeah, yeah, really good. Beautiful morning down yes. here on the West Coast. It yeah, certainly fantastic. is. All right. Now, of course, uh, it's been in the news lately. Uh, we've had a couple of uh, very famous people uh, uh, die of heart attacks, which is very sad. So we kind of think it's relevant to uh, actually talk about heart health today and heart attacks. Now, uh, I guess the first thing is uh, what causes a heart attack, Chris? Yeah, so as you're alluding to, there, Scurvo, um, we've had a couple of high, very high-profile sports people um, die as a result of uh, a heart attack. So when you look at um, a heart attack, Scurvo, and you look at a, a normal functioning heart, there are what's known as the coronary arteries that um, uh, allow um, oxygenated blood to move into the myocardium or the, the heart muscle because the heart muscle relies on oxygen, of course, for... Um, ongoing functionality and what can happen Scurvo in the event of a heart attack is if any of those coronary arteries are uh, reduced in their size or their diameter um, or they become blocked from a clot for example and they they can reduce in the size of their diameter from what's known as atherosclerosis or you have you know lipid or cholesterol plaques inside the arteries and when they narrow that can actually reduce the amount of blood flowing into the heart and therefore reduces the amount of oxygen moving into the heart muscle. And when that happens, Scurvo, it causes chest pain because chest pain is your heart's warning signal that it's running out of oxygen. So um, what can happen is if you get angina, which is often the the prelude to a heart attack, um, you you get that pain if there's small amounts of blood moving through into the heart and little bits of oxygen going through. But of course, if it becomes, if you have a clot in the, in the heart, then the risk there is that you can have, um, you know, a full-blown heart attack and then it sort of, you know, lights out, mate. So it's a really, really important thing for us to be talking about this morning. Okay. Well, uh, okay, when uh, we get certain symptoms, what are the things we need to do? Okay, so the symptoms of a heart attack, Scurvo, are um, a crushing sensation on the chest. So it's almost as if you know, someone is sort of sitting on your chest and impairing your capacity to breathe. So you have this sort of very, very heavy feeling on the chest. And you can also have um, pain radiating up into the jaw um, or down an arm, and it can be unilateral, so it can be on on one side. Um, So they're the main symptoms of it. And and what we need to do, Scurvo, is um, if we haven't had a heart attack before, um, then what's important, it's time critical, so we need to get to the um, hospital as soon as possible, um, because the longer that it's left um, with you being in pain or with such level of discomfort, the longer it is that the muscle in the heart is uh, is slowly being starved of oxygen and is therefore being compromised. So it's time critical. And uh, what we need to do is get to the hospital. And when, when admitted into the hospital, what the doctors uh, and the nurses will do, Scurvos, they'll do a blood test just to check to see um, what, whether you have actually have had a heart attack mm. um, at that particular time. And there are particular enzymes that they look for, cardiac enzymes that leach into the blood system um, that can be quite high on a blood test. And uh, if it has been confirmed that you've had, um, had had a heart attack, what they'll do is they'll give you sort of antiplatelet drugs, right, which thin the blood and allow the blood to move into the heart more freely and therefore increase the amount of oxygen going into the heart. And they'll also, we'll also have a conversation about various um, 
contributing factors towards its scurvo, whether it's high cholesterol that's contributed towards the heart attack, whether it's high blood pressure that's done it, whether right. it's lifestyle factors such as cigarette smoking, alcohol consumption, um, whether it's diabetes, of course. So diabetes can contribute towards um, cardiovascular disease and therefore heart disease. So what the doctors will do is they'll look and see, well, what was the contributing factor or cause of that heart attack and how are we best going to be able to manage that going forward? Okay, now I've heard a few things, uh, you know, about heart attacks, whether people actually uh, misdiagnose themselves for either having uh, indigestion or having a heart attack. Is that quite yeah. common? It can happen, Scurvo. So the symptoms of indigestion, of course, are, you know, you have this sort of feeling of heartburn, right? So that's yeah. where the, the gastric contents come up and impinge on the bottom of the esophagus and cause discomfort and you have sort of gastric acid mixed in with that. And that can yeah, manifest itself as, a, as the feelings of a heart attack. Um, so the two can actually, um, uh, the symptoms of them can, can actually be quite similar in many respects. But of course, the giveaway point with a, with a heart attack generally is if you've got that pain radiating down to an arm or pain moving or transitioning into, into the jaw, then that's yeah. often a giveaway um, because that's quite different to uh, uncontrolled reflux. So you're quite right, those, yes. those symptoms can, can be similar. Okay. All right. Once we've had the heart attack and we're in survival, obviously we've survived from it, which can, obviously is the case. It's often very much 50-50 as far as the survival rate is concerned, I suppose. Uh, you know, we've obviously got to change our lifestyle and that sort of thing. So how does one cope with um, after uh, a heart attack? Yeah, so lifestyle is a really, really important factor, Scurvo. So if you look at the risk factors for heart attacks and, and, and strokes, uh, what we're talking about there, of course, is, is, is high blood pressure is a risk factor. So high blood pressure causes pressure on the heart and therefore puts the heart under duress, which can lead to heart attacks, okay? Um, high cholesterol can, can um, cause uh, heart attacks, as, we, as we've been talking about. Diabetes causes cardiovascular disease, all right? So it narrows the arteries supplying blood to various parts of our body, including the heart, which puts the heart under pressure. And, of course, as we age, the older we are, the more... We're in that higher sort of risk category for, for stroke and heart attack. Um, heart failure, atrial fibrillation can cause heart attacks as well. Um, poor nutrition, um, smoking and excessive uh, alcohol intake too, Scovo. So what we're going to do with many of these situations, if we're obese, smoking and drinking too much, what's important is we need to um, focus on our diet, so have a good healthy diet, reduce our weight, get off the cigarettes, and reduce our um, alcohol consumption. So some very, very simple um, processes that one can put in place as lifestyle measures to reduce our risk. Um, and so yeah, they're all, all of those things are important there, Scurvo. So, but of course, the medical things like um, cholesterol, high cholesterol, our diabetes, um, heart failure or sort of atrial fibrillation or rapid heart rate, that can all be treated by using medication to help with those things and therefore help reduce our risk mm, okay now obviously the whole thing with the history in family um is that a, does that have have a big impact on whether somebody is going to have problems with heart attacks in the future is it often a common thing say if somebody's father has had a heart attack that the um that that person as well will have a heart attack as well absolutely so if, if dad's had a heart attack in the past uh, we'd look at you know his his contributing factors um, it could be that there might be a family history of uh, high cholesterol, for example, that may have contributed towards his passing. And, of course, if that's the situation, then uh, other people within the family 
um, the direct family line could be um, could be impacted by that. So, yes, there can be a family history um, that can come through the, the family line um, as a result, um, Scurvo. So, you know, I mean, the other thing too is for people who've had heart attacks in the past, um, what's important is that they might have a have a what's known as a nitrolingual spray at home that's been prescribed for their doctor from their doctor, um, and those sprays have an expiry date on them. And what's important right. is to make sure that those sprays are, uh, are unexpired, that they're in date, because if they're out of date, of course, when you have if you have a heaven forbid another heart attack, that can therefore um, mean that if you use the spray, it doesn't work very effectively. Mm. So what's important is to just check the expiry date on those on those sprays. People can bring their sprays into me and I can have a look, of course, and check the expiry date for them if they're not sure or they have visual impairment. But uh, those sprays are important because what they do, Scurvo, is they open up the arteries in the heart because they're a sublingual spray, right? So the spray goes in under the tongue and then the medication gets absorbed into the bloodstream, goes straight into the heart, dilates the arteries that supply blood to the heart um, and therefore increase the oxygen amount into the heart as well to help stop the chest pain, right? Mm, so mm. for anybody who's on those sprays, very important to check the expiry dates on those. And For also sure. take their medication appropriately as well too because many people, of course, who've had heart attacks in the past or they've had their primary heart attack would be on, say, beta blockers, calcium channel blockers, antihypertensive drugs, you know, ACE inhibitors, these sorts of things to help manage their blood pressure, manage their cholesterol, manage the diabetes and therefore ho- hopefully reduce the risk of a secondary heart attack or secondary stroke. Okay. All right. Well, we'll leave it there uh, today. Uh, great uh, conversation. Uh, really uh, interesting. And uh, obviously, uh, well, we conclude by saying if anybody is worried about any symptoms, don't hesitate to see your local GP or your doctor or your specialist. That's the really important thing, Scurvo. I mean, we want to spread the message, of course, of you know, what happened, unfortunately, to, to Warney and to Marshy um, two very, very high-profile sports people. It just shows it doesn't matter what sporting background you 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 have um, you have had in your life, and what age you are in your life. I mean, Warnie was fifty-two, mm. wasn't he? And uh, yep. and Marshy was in his I think he was in his seventies, wasn't he? Yes, so, he was. Yes. Um, age uh, was certainly on Marshy's side, but with Warnie, fifty-two years of age is too young to have a heart attack, Scurvo. Yeah. So yeah. What's important in this conversation is to just spread the word that it can happen, um, you know, at, at any age, you know, middle age right through to to uh, our, our twilight years. And uh, we want to make sure that um, people are aware of what symptoms to look out for. People look after their lifestyle measures, um, put good lifestyle measures in place to reduce our risk as much as possible. Good diet, good exercise, getting off the ciggies, reducing the alcohol consumption and hopefully living a long and fruitful life. Well said, Chris. Thanks for joining us today, mate. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks, eh? Thanks, Gerbo. Cheers, buddy. Good on you, mate. There we go. Chris Walpole from uh, Queenstown Medical Pharmacy joining us again for another Pharmacy Moments here at 7XS.